welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, welcome Wayne. How are you going, mate? Dan can't get here because of prior commitments, so how do you see the footy? Okay. Yeah, it was great. Great game. Um, what to see live, thanks to my good mate Johnny Kovic, and yeah, it was a really good game to watch. Yeah, nice seats he has too. Yeah. Um, before we get into the um, AFL game, um, Dan and myself did a waffle standalone show called The Waffle Wrap on Sunday nights, so we'll try and do that every week for you guys. Um, if you're into the waffle, we will just briefly talk about the Eagles guys that are pushing for selection, but we'll talk about their top-up players as well because they're part of the team. And we'll, well, we talked about Perth. Um, it was a good game, so have a listen to that if you haven't. Uh, the AFL round where we had a 128-point win by the Dogs over North, but the better game was a one-point win for Brisbane um, over Collingwood, and it was good to see Zach Bailey was one kicking the ball up for Soren, so he had a tackle with Biblax the week before. Bit of a, the uh, footy gods. A bit of a karma, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it unbelievable. From the week before, so that was uh, good to watch. There were some good games to watch on the weekend. Yeah, look, there were some really good games, and... Um, well, I'll talk about, I'll ask you the, in the next question, but before I get to that question, the Eagles traded Tim Kelly. People to, said that we sold the farm mm-hmm. for him, and we probably did. We gave up two first-rounders and a couple of second-rounders and that. But one of the main players that was picked by the Cats with pick 16 was a midfielder could Cooper Stevens, and the rumour is he is way off re-signing. He's... You know, his contract's up at the end of the year and it looks like he might not even re-sign. So, let's just jump forward. If he doesn't re-sign or he gets delisted, does that mean the Eagles already win that trade? I thought we won the trade anyway, to be honest, because I think we got Tim Kelly to um, bolster our midfield. And one of the great... I don't know if you saw on the, on the weekend, one of the great things I saw live was then I looked in the centre and there was Nick, there was Kelly, there was... Uh, Luke Shuey and there was Dom Sheed and I thought geez the only one we need now is is Joey what a what a combination and that's what we recruited Kelly for so I reckon we had a good win anyway yeah alright let's get some questions without notice what was the game of the round it has to be the Brisbane one wouldn't it yeah without doubt Brisbane yeah, coming back against Collingwood and um, but I think I think our, us, and Sydney were the two best teams on the weekend. Yes, Sydney uh, are really impressing me, and it's going to be interesting to see how they go this Thursday against the front-running Bombers, because that's what the Bombers are. They don't have a defensive uh, side in them. And if Saints, <laughs> we'll talk about the Saints more later on. Because um, uh, Can a full forward win the Brownlow this season? No, I don't think they could ever win it, to be honest. Unless they've kicked 100 goals plus, but I don't. I just don't think they, they can. Tex right. Walker's going well. There's no question there. Well, this is my question. Who's leading the Brownlow at the moment? I have Tex Walker leading the Brownlow. Probably go close. Um, I think Dusty would be right with him. He wouldn't have got votes. He wouldn't have got votes on the weekend. Uh, To me, just Tex, I've I've given him two best on grounds and one second best on grounds, so I'd have him in front just at the moment. Probably just. You know, know, it'd be a smoky, but he won't won't have the votes. Shannon Hearn, I'd have right up there. Oh, yeah, like I said, I don't think he's a big pop. Um, no. Get her, but um, like I said, um, I have Tex leading the brown at the moment. Yeah. That's why I asked he's if playing, a, he's playing well. If a forward, full forward could win it, um, uh, there hasn't been too many. In Tony Lockett is one, and 
Then Kelvin Templeton went one there. And there was one from the Bulldogs too, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, could the season be the first time in decades we see more than two changes in the top eight at the end of the year? Yeah, quite easily. I think we could quite easily see some changes this year. Could be more, could even be more than two. You never know the way things are going. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting if there's more than two. Um, but this game of football um, depends on which games you watch. If you watch the Geelong and Hawthorne game, it was like watching the game last year. Yeah, it was slow as it was boring as. But then if you watch St Kilda and Essendon, it was just, there was no defence at all. Mm-hmm. It was just one end to the other end, and. Um, that's where we'll talk about more about the Saints on defence later. Um, is Sydney the real deal, or it's too early to tell, mate? No, I reckon they are. I think I made mention this last week. I think we asked the question, who's the teams that surprised you? And we, I think you and me both said Sydney. I think Dan might have as well. But yeah, they've just changed the whole game plan. They're going right through the middle. They've got good young players. They've got a great mixture, and they've got you know Buddy Franklin. They're getting him back. Uh, most games with young Logan McDonald, they're a very potent team. Is Melbourne just teasing us? Oh, God, you never know with Melbourne, do you? I, I, they're up and down again. They can be electrifying. They can, they can, they can damage it badly. I actually reckon they're delivering on what they should have done in 2019. Mm. They've actually got their game plan going. They've got the right mix in Kaziah Pickett. Well, behind Liam Ryan, he's probably the most exciting Without thing in football at the moment. So he can be, uh, he'll probably tear you apart if he gets his chance. I think he kicked four on the weekend. Yes. All right, you can only pick one to join us. Patrick Cripps, Josh Kelly, Johannesson, McIntosh, and there's another name that's not on there. I'm going to chuck it in, Merritt. They're all free agents. Are they? Right. If I pick one of them, oh, gee. Everyone would say Patrick Cripps, but... I'm a real Josh Kelly fan, but there's there's one other that's not a free agent over who I had before all of them. And that's um, Tim English. Yeah, Tim English. You know, he's uh, said he's going to stay at uh, the Bulldogs. Jay Henderson has signed. He's not a free agent, but I think he wants out. McIntosh is very similar. Um, if he doesn't get game time, hmm. I think he might be looking backwards. But out of them, I would have gone Josh Kelly over Cripps. Hmm. Um, but I'd go Merritt over Josh Kelly right. if there was a nickname I could get him. Because uh, um, bit of toughness in the middle. Yeah, it's it, he's he's an interesting play. He's he's uh, improved out of sight. I reckon. All right, let's get into the final siren. It's the final siren. Well, the West Coast Eagles produced a stunning 37-point victory over Port Adelaide at Optus Stadium on Saturday night. They ran out winners 16-12-108 to Port Adelaide 11-5. The goal kickers for the Eagles were Kennedy 4, Darling 3, Cripps and Ryan 2, and then uh, four guys on one. And Port Adelaide, where they had Marshall and Gray 3, Georgiades and Fantasia 2. Look, let's get straight into where they won it. They won it in the the centre. And I think it's where we said the game was going to be won. Yeah. 14 plus clearances, 17 plus in contested possessions, and 59 plus in uncontested possessions around the ground. Um, it was just a great first half, I think. It was nine goal half lead. Um, but like Simo said, they probably didn't finish it off in the second half. Uh, but that you got to give that respect to Port Adelaide that they probably worked their way back into the game. They tighten up. They um, outscored us, what, uh, eight goals to six? I mm. know, oh, nine goals to six, but one was after the siren, which wasn't really a, 
a free kick if you ask me. But um, I thought the scoreboard did flatter poor Adelaide in a way because yeah, Eagle just controlled the game all night. Yeah, yeah. Look, no, some of that, you're probably sitting there not far from where I'm sitting. Having a good view, some of that ruck work of Nick's, my God. Well, let's, just, let's talk about Nick. That was just electrifying. He was, he's the one that, to me, he had to be in the top three players. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say he doesn't do a lot around the ground, but he's, his game is the centre. No, it's contested. His game is contested balls. But at, at the centre as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a ruckman like him in the guts, yeah. you're laughing. And look, he sits third in the competition for hit outs and hit outs to advantage. Right, he sits fifth in the competition for total clearances, and that's behind Taylor Adams, Sheed, Zach William, and Clayton Oliver. So he's he's not even a midfielder in his top five clearances, right? Yeah. And he's only spending sixty nine percent of game time on the ground. Yeah. So for a person that can come in there, they used to talk about Sirioli not having to do much to be effective. Well, the same's got to be said for Nick Natnui. Without doubt. I was a bit concerned now, though, because I thought Lysette might have come into the game and did what he did last year and just jump into him. And I think Nick worked it out pretty quickly. And you could see him changing. He's, he's changing things now. He's just running around the circle there and just... Well, Lysette had more hit-outs, but just weren't effective. No. So around the ground, Lysette was winning the ruck taps and that. But um, Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I think it was just a like a, what they call it, a ruck... Uh, ruck training drill for him, you know oh, what I mean? Yes. Like a master class he put on. Oh, nice. And you just see um, on the all the footy shows, the visual ones, all the ruck, ruck taps mm. to advantage. Yeah. And none of them were in the same spot at all. But exactly. That, that was great. I think that was the great part about it. All of, all the mids got a tap off him. I mean, yeah. even in, I think it was in the third quarter there, I think they all thought it was going to go to Gaffey or uh, Sheed, and he went the other way and you got bloody uh, Jack Redden on the run who would just kick straight down in it and we got a goal out of it it was just well oh, just m- me and my son we have a bit of a bet at ruck at the ruck tap in the centre yeah. and we say who we, we've got to pick a player he's going to hit it to yeah. and I don't think one of us got it right once yeah. <laughs> for the whole night <laughs> so, so I they've think got, they've obviously got their own mm, patterns there because he taps back then they yeah. hit the ball and they oh it's just it was great to watch. Um, another position where we won, we took nine marks inside our 50 compared to Port's one. Mm. And I think um, if you look at the last time we played Port, um, Nixon had six goals and he was battling to get six possessions this time. So, um, you know, great job by Tommy Barras. Didn't get in the votes on some of the things I saw, but he just having a great year. Yeah, he's... Um, I, the one thing I was... I've been a fullback most of my life, but one thing I was always a bit critical about Tommy was that he used to get bodied around a fair bit and pushed aside, but he's really, he's strengthened up and he doesn't get pushed aside anymore. And I think we're lucky. We've got two that, I think we've got two of the best key defenders in the comp now. Yeah. Um, question of it out. Look, Gov had a great game except yeah, for two kicks. Game. Except for two kicks. Yeah. <laughs> which ended up being two goals against him. Yeah. And you could tell as soon as he did it, he hung his head both. But that that's Gov. He's sometimes a bit laconic with his kicking. Mm. Um, and, you know, you maybe can put it under the person who's trying to kick to you. But mm. the ki- if you don't, if you turn over in that part of the ground, you're going to get scored on. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was probably the only blight in his game because I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we briefly talked about Shannon Hearn. Let's have a look. Round one. 31 disposals at 94%. Round two, 25 disposals at 100%. 
and the other night, 26 touches at 92%. And he just, it's like he's regenerated himself, oh, you know what I mean? He's, um, he doesn't look like, I think I made a comment the other day, he's, he's due for his 300 game in about round 14, I think it is, roughly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Roughly around there. Yep. I mean, he could go, the way he's playing, going to 400 games, let alone 300 games. Yeah, look. He's a little like Michael Tuck at the moment. I, I can't see why they wouldn't give him another year, and that's why I asked a question last week. Yeah. Would you give him another year straight away? And I, I would have signed him up already. I would have mm. signed him up for the, yeah another year at least, you know. Um, I think, too, with that, they give the players the option to. Yeah. That they know they've got, they the guys like him and JK, they've got, they know they can go on. If they're feeling right, they've got that option. To yep. start play on, or they can retire, or whatever. There's no, there's no force on them to, you know, make that decision now. Because it, yeah, you know, I know you get anything you get. Yeah. You know? um, we'll quickly talk about Port. They, you know, in the second half they come back and they got into it, and Ollie Wine started getting the ball. Travis Boat got the ball, but I guess it's where they were getting it. They probably weren't as damaging as what they usually are. Um, some of the players were how like uh, Robbie Gray didn't have that impact he has um, you know it, it was just f- trying to find a match winner for Port Adelaide to stand up and the only two that did it for me were were um, Boke and Ollie Wines Desmer got a lot of the ball but he was opposed to Gaff mm. and Gaff got more Yeah, and I just don't think they gave the respect to Gaff especially knowing that he's come off two outside games at 16 disposals each. They put him in the inside, which we said we, we would do if we yeah. were the coach, and look what happens. He was like a ball magnet, and he was, he was unbelievable. And he, in the last quarter, he had no legs, the amount of running he was doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just on Port, you know, that they come up against a better team yes. on the night, and well, we got away to a good start. I was, we were all a bit weary about them this week because, um, but then you look at their first two games, they had Kangaroos who are looking like going to be battling win a game, yeah. and Essendon who are hot and cold, you never know what they're going to be like. So this was going to be their first stiff competition, and um, Ken Hinkley did say this is going to be our big test. And um, yeah, they didn't come up wrong. I think the great part of our game too is that our, our, of our forwards, they kick, um, I think, I think it worked out 12 of the 14 goals. Yeah. Right they kicked 12, which was great because Cripper's got some, uh, Liam got some, obviously JK and JD, they're in good form. Um, um, Oscar got some when he Oscar. was down there. It was interesting just watching Oscar versus Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, the commentary between the two was brilliant on the, on the radio and... Uh, you have to say that Oscar won that battle. He yeah. was mm. in the air. He was strong as. And I wonder why the, there's rumours around that eight clubs are into him at yeah. 800000 a year. Well, good luck. He's a he's always said he from the start he wants to be a one-club player. He's a pretty loyal young man. And, um, yeah, good luck. Just If you want to yeah. pump the prize up, yeah, good. Um, on, on that note, Sheed, another great game. Mm. Um, I noticed when he, he, when he goes back with the ball, he does that. Rush kick over his shoulder. He did two of them again, yeah. but they're the only two for the night. Um, but he was he was awesome and he worked so hard into the defence. Yeah. He's just uh, I, I watched him. He came off at one at one stage in the third quarter. I looked over 
and he looked stuffed and he was yeah and they put up two so he had to start another two minutes you could see that I thought, oh, but he just went straight yeah he went do it but when he came off he was struggling but. and he um just reportedly signing a four-year deal yeah. at the end of the week maybe at 450 or was it five hundred thousand a year yeah. um you know it's probably under to go anywhere else but like i said some players are getting paid too much <laughs> um we both briefly talked about crips i thought crips played really good um, it was back to playing his damaging best, mm-hmm. except he let himself down with two, three minutes to go. When you're running in on open goals, mate, you don't turn your body and try and snap it. You just no. kick it straight. It's yeah. yeah. um, lazy football, and you're lucky we're 40 points up at the time because if you if that's a difference in a ball game, you'd, you'd be getting dragged regardless of the time. We are probably lucky being there the other night. We probably possibly saw one of the marks of the oh. year. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The whole crowd and got up as well. And Cripps one of the goals of the year. Yeah. I think, well, and you've just, you'll probably touch on this in a minute, but the great thing I think was seeing Jared Brander get yeah. some touches and do and, well. And, 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 he, love him. and the scary thing is, to me, and I've always said he's not a winger, mm. he's not a defensive player, Play him high half forward, and you'll get re- rewards. He played high half forward, went into the midfield. He looked like bloody yo. Yeah. At one stage, I'm sitting there going, he, he, "This is the way he ran, the way he, he kicked the ball, mm. and he, he's not a slow player. He's no. fast, and he can, he's apparently the fastest over forty meters at the club. So, yeah. um, look, if he can bring that sort of football." No wonder why we picked him with pick thirteen yeah. in the in the draft ahead of um, Oscar. But yeah, it's he's got to back it up now. He just reminds me a bit of Mitchell White when Mitchell White yep. started, who was a bit of an enigma for everybody. Yeah. And then Mitchell White, we all got to know how well he came on as a player. Well, it, he should be the same guy. It, they've got to play him in that position. Stop flirting with him. Yeah. Keep him in that position. Um, and because Shuey's gone down. Uh, we'll talk about this in the yeah. in bouncing in a second, but um, yeah, he can play a few minutes yeah. in the middle. You know what I mean? Is it amazing how sliding doors though? He was the emergency, and of course, yep. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Archie did a hammy in the captain's run, Saunas. so and uh, he went in and look. You had to grab it. Well, I think we all said you've got to grab this opportunity. And and, and that goal, you can oh, see how yeah. um, how much he's loved by the yeah players. that yeah. they like him and. Um, yeah, actually, I was on the bench and all you'd hear somebody go, you beauty pig, because his nickname's Pig. Oh, yeah. And I heard that from, that was from the crowd on the, yeah. on the grounds. I don't know who said it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you could hear it. And I was like, yeah, they were into it. So yeah. I think it was uh, Kennedy. So, um, yeah, it was good to see. Uh, look, we had a good win. But now that means nothing if we can't back it up against the Saints. And we're going to talk about them now. It's bounce down. All right, uh, Eagles versus St Kilda this Saturday, uh, 2.30pm at Marvel Stadium. Brad Shepard plays his 200th game, so that's... God, didn't know he play that many, but he did have a lot of injuries earlier on in his career. And Bunger joins uh, Dean Cox as the most games played by an Eagle, which is 290. And as you said, you're probably right, round 14, if he doesn't miss a game, we'll be playing his 300th. Yes. Yeah, so um, let's get straight into the Saints. Smashed by 75 points by the Bombers, but don't expect to lay, them to lay down like that this week because pride, for one, is going to make them uh, play better. And everyone's saying they're embarrassing their coach. Uh, you just said Nick Grewald off, um, 
off air. Um, everyone's saying it's an embarrassment. So, yeah, they won't play that poorly again. There's nothing worse than coming up the next week playing a team that's been smashed and uh, who, are, who are a lot better than they are. they are. There's no question about that. Oh, of course they are. They're a lot better. And they, they haven't played too bad their first two games. They were, you know, they, they were very competitive. They did some good. I think they played Richmond on one of them. They played pretty well against them. Yeah, and, yeah so they're not... They played the Giants the first game and got over the line. Um, look, I went back. I oh, did you know the last five times we've yeah. met, and I just kept going back. And I, the perception to me was we've always had trouble with the Saints mm. at Marvel, mm. but we've only played there four times in the last ten years against them. Right. And out of the last ten games that we played against the Saints, we've only lost one. And the St. Kilda, the one that they won was round 20, 2017, and that was by eight points. Right. Mm. And most of the other times we've smashed them. So yeah. it's, the perception's a funny thing when you look at it because I'm mm. thinking back, yeah, we always get troubled by the Saints, but the stats say we don't. We win most yeah. times we play them. We actually have a good record at Marvel Stadium. We have a, Actually, I think we have a better record there than we do at the MCG, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to take a while to get the MCG record back up because yeah. we lost so many uh, there before. But, yeah, just interesting. I, I I was sitting there at the start of the year marking down who's going to win, what's a loss, what's a win, what's a loss. And I had this down as 50-50 just because it was a saint, so troublous. And if Dan was here, he'd be talking about last year's game. We had no Nat Nui, mm-hmm. no Cali, no Sheed, I don't think. No shoey, mm. uh, no yo, and we still won by 15 points. So it was right. one of our best wins for the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. Uh, we'll just quickly go through the injury lists. Oscar Allen, well, he's he played because his shoulder's no problem, but they just had a little look at it again this week. Uh, I spoke to Jared Cameron on the weekend. He's two weeks away. He said his AP's travelling really good, so he should be playing Waffle not this week, but the week after. Um I spoke with Bailey Williams as well, so he'll be playing this week. Good. So um, he he's, he said he was itching to play last week, so it was good having a chat with him um, on uh, Saturday. Um, Waterman, he played pretty good in the waffle, but he'll be a few games before he gets brought back in, and especially if Brandon's playing the way he is, yeah. you've got to keep Brandon in there. So, But he only had his first game back. That was his first full game, <coughs> excuse me, of footy. Um, Shuey, well... Three weeks, possibly um, four, and maybe it should be four. Mm, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, um, Hutchings is a week away, but you know, like Waterman, he'll probably have to play a few games in the waffle to get uh, his fitness back up. With the Saints, well, they're hit by injury as well. Young Jade Gresham, Gresham mm. he got injured on the weekend. I can't remember what it was, but he's out. Excuse me. <coughs> um, Ryan Burns, two weeks of hammy. Frawley still out with a hammy. Geary's out for fractured leg. It says two weeks, but I think he's out longer than that. Dan Hanabry was supposed to be back in the first round, and he's still not even back main training yet. Right. He's got tests down here, but he's not even training with the main group. Ryan Marshall's back in this week. Hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and Paddy Ryder could be back in this week. Yeah. So just on those two... They are big pluses coming back in the team because they're the two main ruckmen. Yeah. Well, Paddy's been out with some personal issues, but he's been out for four weeks now, so don't know how his fitness will be. So it depends what he's been doing. I see him training. But Marshall, but will they, uh, will they stand up against Nick and Oscar and 
interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I hope they... I, I want to play the Saints out there with the best players in. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting. Will they... Well, let's go through some of the players we got, they got in the side. Because they, like you said, they've got a good side. And the game against Essendon was one they probably won't want to repeat. Mm. Um, if they put some defensive work load in, they, they probably still would have got beaten. Mm. But... Um, they just didn't put the effort in. Jack Higgins and Dan Butler, the ex-Richmond. Mm. You got Brad Crouch, Jack Billings, Max King, Tim Membry, and Jack Seal. They're all your goal scorers from the game against Essendon. Yeah. So those guys getting on the ball straight away, they're good names. They're the ones you, you want scoring. They just didn't score enough. You got midfielders like Zach Jones, uh, Seb Ross, young Hunter Clark, um, Jack Loney. You know, they're good midfielders. Mm. They, I can't see him playing that bad again. Josh Battle, he's one of the best players in the comp yeah. in, when he's gone good. Um, Jake, you got your backman, Jake Carlisle, Dougal Howard. Um, they, they've got players all over the ground. So I think Brad Hill will come out with a big one because he's been under... Yeah, yeah, Brad Hill. He's been under enormous pressure because of the reckon he's overpaid. And he's, so he's been under a lot of pressure this week. So I think you might find he'll come out. It's either he has a real good game or they drop him. Mm. Um, and I watched the vision of Brad Hill on the weekend because I didn't see all the game. But most of the what I saw, he was a pedestrian. Mm. And as a winger, you want to be running. Yeah. Now, all he's got to do is look at Gaff and see the changes he made from the week before. Yeah. And like you said, if... When Brad Hill was playing good, and when he was at Fremantle, when they won, Brad Hill was getting the ball 70% of the time from the midfielders. Yeah. But if he, he, he doesn't go get it, he's got to get fed fed it. And if he's not putting himself in the positions, that's probably why he's not playing good. So, yeah. um, like, again, we're going to keep saying it. If Eagles fans think, and there's a lot of them out there, I know that are going to be on the Eagle Nation page that'll say it, and some on a couple of other West Coast Eagles pages, oh, we've got this in the bag. Think again. No. It's not going to be... There's no easy game. There's no easy game, because if you don't go in... And, you know, I said, if you get off to a good start, you're laughing, because mm. you're putting the pressure on start yeah. straight away. But the pressure acts in football at the moment, and this is where they're saying some of these stoppages and the defenders are having a hard time, is if there's no pressure up the... Up the ground, defenders are going to have a nightmare of a game, mm. and um, so we've got to put pressure on. We've got to tackle hard, uh, and I think that's what we did against Port Adelaide. Our tackling was visibly better, yeah, and our pressure was better. Yeah, so we've got to do that. We can't go in there thinking, "Oh, yeah, we're going to do an incident on these yeah. guys," because it ain't going to happen. Because we've seen Fremantle. Trounce the Giants should have won by 10 goals mm. and then they go to Carlton and they, they should have been done by 10 yeah. goals. Yeah. So um, it's anyone's ball game. I guess I'll ask this question every every week. Where's the game going to be won here? It's going to be the midfield again, isn't it? The games are always won and lost in the midfield. And you know, th- there's no there's no change to that because if your midfield wins, you'll get on top like we did on the weekend, goes down to your forward half and all of a sudden we've got six goals on the board before the other team has even scored. So, so that's where it's got to be won. Who do you lock down on? Uh, I think Jack Steele we need to lock down. He's the, I think Jack Steele is a real brighter for them. He's the captain now. And he's a gun player. When the Saints were going well, he was going well. And, our, and another name I'm going to throw in the hat is Josh Battle. Hmm. When those two are both firing, um, Saints look really, really good. Um, Max King's probably not as good as Ben King. No. 
but, but n- n- not far off. No. So if he gets a delivery, like we said, mm. we've seen in some of these games that the delivery to the full forwards has been brilliant in some yeah. games, and the games that aren't that great, the delivery into the forward line has been shocking. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, uh, I've got this feeling for some reason that our forwards are going to have a day out if we get the ball on our mm. in our uh, area because... Um, yeah, we've got a we got a monster. Look at our forward line; it's a, it's a monster of a forward line. Yeah. When you look, if you Chuck and Brand, Oscar, um, Kennedy, and Darling, and then yeah. you put in um, Liam Ryan, he doesn't have to be big because he will stand no. on anyone's shoulders. Yeah, and Crips and Crips at the forefront. Um, my question for you: the sub, I haven't got this in the rub sheet, mm. your run sheet. Is that going to be our small forwards rotating through that? I, I, well, I think it will be because you know how critical I'm, I was of Jack Petricelli this last week, last two weeks. I, I don't foresee how he could be in the our twenty two this week. I would think he would have to. But I would say, oh, well, I'd have him in over Jones from the see, game. See, I'd have the other way because Jones. Jones did okay, but neither impacted in the game. Mm. But the I saw I. And you know me, we've talked offline. Mm. Um, Petricelli doesn't put himself in the right spots, mm. and we say it every week. But I saw in the Port game, he started to learn to push himself mm. a little bit. And when he did, he got the ball. And when he got the ball, he did something with it. And unluckily, he had a goal taken off off him. But it's just too many times that he just lacks confidence. Yeah. And as a sub... We had Langdon in there. He came in and played the last quarter. He definitely has to get chuck back for some minutes in the waffle. Yeah. So do they put um, Jones or Petricelli under the sub and chuck a young player like Isaiah Winder in? Because he kicked five goals on the weekend and he was electric. He was electric. I think Langdon's got to play one way or another. He's either got to play with on the, with the ones this week or he's got to play in the uh, twos. With uh, I can't see him twos. playing in the ones because of the uh, game game time he's had in two weeks yeah so he's got to play somewhere yeah so where they look at that yeah but I mean I, was, I didn't see Isaiah Winder play but you I go by what you're saying you know five goals is enough to put the pressure on the other guys that aren't playing well it was so. just what he did around yeah. the ground he was great he just he 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 put his name up there he's saying I want to play mm. and he was celebrating every time we got a goal and he got the goals when we needed him as well in the yeah. waffle. So, um, so he's probably the only in for me. I can't see us uh, again. But then again, do you bring in a midfielder like O'Neill or True for yeah, Shui? Someone, I, I think they'll. I think they'll only bring in if they're going to bring in a debutante. They'll only bring on one. Yep. So whether it's it might not even be True, but I think they'll bring in O'Neill because I think he's been given chances and it, look, he hasn't done that badly. Yeah, he has a bit off like the the second game but he's come back but he's come back and played well in the waffle so well, those two are the two midfielders in the waffle that excelled mm. they both had 16 handballs each um, I agree with you I can't see him bringing two debutants in I'd love him to do it because it'd be against the norm um, and I think it might put some hunger into some of the boys mm. but to me I think O'Neill will probably get the, the nod uh, if it was me I'd be going true yeah, um, you're a big fan of him. Uh, ten tackles too, so that's, yeah, that's and it. that's yeah. He's um, to me. He's I've said it all along. He's a steal of the draft, and he's in a couple of years' time, 
the media is going to be sitting there. How did people not pick up this kid? Mm. And we'll just blame it on Seema. So, because Seema, what he said. He so, yeah. Um, right. To be fair, too, I mean, we played so well last week. It's going to be stiff to drop anybody. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. You know, even Jones and Petro, yeah, they do, I think they did a great deal, but. They topped off the forward line, and that's all they had to do. I just think with our small forwards, this game, the way it's been played now, it's designed for a small forward mm. to just blitz. Yeah. And if you're at the fall of the ball in the right positions, if the tall forwards aren't marking, you just put yourself in the right positions, you're going to get goals. Yeah. And that's where I get critical of... Um, I was critical of Jones as well on the weekend. Didn't put himself in the right positions at the fall of the ball. And where the marking packs... Petrocelli was nowhere near mm. any of the packs. Yeah. He was way wide. And I, I just, you've got to put yourself at the forefront of the ball right. in the forward line as a small forward. Yeah. And um, he's got the pace, he's just got to burn. Well, my question to you would be would you bring in Nathan Vardy and one of the small forwards out and then play Oscar as a permanent forward? No. Mm. Not this week. Um, maybe against Collingwood, I would, because they've got a taller side. Mm. Not so much St. Kilda because I can't see him playing Paddy Ryder. Mm. All right. Um, but in saying that, if they named him, and it wouldn't surprise that they put Vardy as an, an emergency. Yeah. But Vardy was, he killed it at the waffle. Mm. And they love him down there. Every time he did something, they ran around him and they got around him. Yeah. But for me, for Vardy to get back in, he has to do a few more performances like that in the waffle. Yeah. And okay. it's a horses for. Ho- Courses yeah. Um, yeah. against a taller side, maybe, yeah, but uh, not this week. As we know, Waffle's a different level. Don't yeah, it's a totally different. Yeah. And he should have dominated. He was against a, a guy from Vic Park, you know, he's probably second year of football. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, yeah, horses for courses, uh, not this week, but I wouldn't be surprised to bring him in against Collingwood. And it all goes on how Bailey Williams plays as well. Yes, yeah. Um, and Callum Jamison's probably a little bit raw still, so he's got a bit of time to play on the waffle, but um, he's another option. Harry Edwards, mm. he, he's a good player, man. Yeah. He's uh, playing more defence, but so. Yeah. Um, he played tonight. He filled in for Gov last year in that one game, yeah. um, but he got concussed, obviously. But Right, winner in margin. Uh, I'm going to, well, I've been, I've tipped against us last week. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I'd say we'll win, say, let's go if we. 21 points. Yeah, well, I've got West Coast by 24 this week. Four even goals. Um, for some reason, I think um, Kelly's going to have another best on ground performance. And first goal kicker, I'm going for uh, Liam Ryan just to excite the crowd a bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Cripsy this week. And I, I think this week, it, this has got to be a statement for us. We have to win this week. Yeah, you have to win because otherwise the Port Adelaide game is uh, it's a, it's a, a voided game. Yeah. So, uh, And if West Coast do win... They're in a good spot. Exactly. Because our first six games are our hardest for the year. Yeah. Um, I know the round seven uh, is Fremantle, and after that we don't know who we're playing. Oh, well, we know who we're playing, but don't what days we're playing. Days, yeah. But um, get through that. We go to the – if we can go five and one or four and two, we're laughing. Mm. So um, so this game we can set our season up um, or we could be working harder because of it. Yeah, because of it. 
Two big games after this one. This yeah. one's a big game, but then we've got Collingwood and Geelong. Collingwood, Optus, and then Geelong at Alphabet Stadium. So, yeah. Yeah. And they'll have Dangerfield and Cameron and Menangola back by then, so it's not going to be easy. No, tough, tough rounds. All right, hopefully um, Dan's back next week. Um, if not, there'll be a couple other people uh, filling in the roles during the year. Uh, download the shows on any of your podcast platforms. Um you're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download them from there. And you leave, leave us a good review if you can, if you think it's good. Uh, if it's a bad review, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll see you all next week. And tune in for the Waffle Show Sunday or Monday. Right. See you then, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, the West Coast sky